is this is fucking Formula One here, right here. This is fucking Formula One. Watching, listening to this engine go down this straight, it is just orgasmic. And wait till you see Schumacher going into this turn one. <laughs> here we go, baby. Peter. All right, ladies and gents, prepare for one of the best tracks out there. Suzuka, the Japanese Grand Prix. Ladies and gents, now, I've never driven here before, but I have... Yeah, just watched an onboard lap of Michael Schumacher in those beautiful V10 engines back in the day go through this fucking track, and it's unreal. This track is amazing. I know quite a few drivers back in the day as well who've actually driven here. They've told me the same thing. It's, it's incredible. And even just the... Um, yeah, the slopes, the camber of some of the bends, they say that it's just so hard to get a description of it watching it on board or watching it on TV. Like you have to be there for the uphill, downhill, you know what I mean, guys. And it's, 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 an, it's a special track. There's been plenty of showdowns here over the years. So guys, what we're going to do is we're going to go through qualifying. We're going to go with Michael Schumacher on board. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to watch and we're going to go through the corners and what the best corners are and the most important corner, which is the spoon curve. And I'll tell you why in a little while. And we're going to go through all that with the onboard. We're going to analyze it, break it down. Uh, and we're going to go with Schumacher. You know why? Because the sound of the fucking engine. Now, we could go up way up to the current last few years and go with Vettel and Hamilton on board. You just don't get a sense of what it really is all about in Formula One unless you ride on board with Schumacher. And of course, anybody who's watch, listening on Spotify, um, oh, sorry, Apple, Google Podcasts, I'm going to walk you through the whole thing so you won't miss anything. But uh, if you want to watch more, check it out on YouTube, okay? And we're going to do a good a a breakdown of the lap. So before we get into it... Let's take a look at the driver standings and what a f and I'm just going to share my screen with you guys here and what an F1 race last week, huh? In Singapore. It was guys, if you haven't seen it, check out my preview or sorry, my reaction from Singapore. Uh, we break it down. And there was one bad thing. Unfortunately, you see the little baby George Russell moaning and crying going through the pit lane. Even Ted from Ted's Notebook Formula 1 on Sky Sports. He, he's the nicest guy in the world. He even walked past him and he went, I think he's going to cry. Like he's taking the piss out of him. I mean, it's just... It's, just, it's shocking. I tell you, back in Schumacher days and my days, if we went walking around the pit lane like that, teams would be laughing at you. They really would. They'd laugh their bollocks off at you. And they'd actually be thinking, come here. We got an edge over Peter here. This is good, boys. This is good. Just keep poking the bear here. Keep poking the bear. Never let him see you bleed. That's the way I looked at it. So, guys, let's have a look. Driver standings. Verstappen on 3.74. Perez on 2.23. Now, I might be wrong with the points. I've tried to actually tally up this exactly. And I think if... It depends where Verstappen finishes this weekend. I don't think he can clinch it this weekend. In fact, I can't even remember what I was even saying the other day. It's quite confusing, I have to say. Um, I think it goes on to the next round. Um, because I did a calculation the other day. Then actually, um, I was speaking to somebody and they went, no, 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 it's actually the other way around. So I'm actually a bit fucking confused here. Um, but I think it's next weekend where he can clinch it. Now, I could be wrong on that. But I mean, I put it this way, guys. 
it's pretty much over. It's over. I mean, there's, what, seven races to go now? <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, Max Verstappen, 3.74. Perez on 2.23. Hamilton on 1.80. Surprised by Alon- uh, Hamilton actually getting so far up there. Alonso just hanging on in there. He just, he just, they were doing so well at the start of the season. Now he's gone. Breaks my heart. Alonso on 170, 10 points behind Hamilton. And Carlos Sainz on 142, and then followed by the rest. So there's not much um, news going on here, except that Piastri did, uh, before we get to the track now, guys, Oscar Piastri has signed a multi-year extension with McLaren until the 2026. Now, I rate this young fella. I think he's bloody good. I love his attitude, too. He's had a fourth fin- fourth place finish. That was his best. And you know what? The guy didn't go wandering around like he fucking won the championship like most of the other teams do. I think he's the only guy out there that doesn't literally jump up and down. You know, I, I like this guy's attitude. I, I rate this guy. I think he's good. I think he's good. He's got a bit of spunk attitude on him too. Uh, so look, what are they saying here about him? Piastri, Piastri already has a deal to race for them in 2024, a multi-year agreement to make t- his debut this season. And McLaren wanted to cement his long-term future. The 22-year-olds took his first top three finish in F1 when he, uh, when he secured second in the sprint in Belgium. Uh, but now, he did have a disaster in um, Singapore, Singapore, even though he did get into the points from where did he come from, 17th, to 7th so you know 17th especially on a track like Singapore it's bumpy it's tight it's it can be quite dangerous in certain parts of the track so coming from 17th to 7th it was quite a good a good finish for the guy I'll have to I'll have to say that so um, yeah that's really the all the news for now so let's show you the guys if you're watching on here on um, uh, on YouTube you'll see the, the track here so I'm just gonna call this out for anybody that's listening on audio so the circuit length is 5.8 kilometers. Uh, it's going to be a 53 lap race, a 307 kilometer race distance. And guys, it's a bloody fast track. So it's one of the high speed tracks, put it that way. Kind of like Spa. And you're going to have a, they're going to be very, they're going to, the teams are going to be very focused on getting the mechanical grip. Right, the mechanical grip is going to be very important because what you don't want is too much downforce. Now you see the thing, and what you want to do is have as much mechanical grip, so then you can afford to keep less aero aerodynamical grip. Right, and the problem is, is that it's a high-speed track, so they're gonna have to use quite a bit of wing here, a bit of downforce. So they're gonna have to be latching onto, sticking on that, shoveling on that fucking downforce. Problem is, you don't want too much. Now, at the same time, you've got the long main straight, you've got the big main uh, long back straight coming out of spoon curve, which is turn 14, into 130 or, uh, which is flat out. So the straights aren't the longest, you know, this isn't kind of Monza where you're, you're trying to get rid of wing as much as possible. I think, I mean, I'll put it this way to keep it kind of simplest terms. I think they're gonna probably use about 75% downforce. Now again, it depending on the car, depending on where they get their mechanical grip, but I think that's where they're going to be. That's where they're going to be looking at. Um, so you can see turn one and two very, very quick. I mean, you'll even see Schumacher there now in this onboard lap, which is just—it's almost frightening the speed Schumacher carries into this, this fucking corner turn one. 
um, into the two, the left, double left, double left again. And it's a very, very, um, I mean, even if you look at it on track map here, guys, it might look tight right now. I know the track quite well anyway, so bloody well that to me it doesn't look that tight. But I suppose in one way, if you look at it, like if you, I'm trying to look at it on the outside here, it does look like a quite a quite a, <laughs> a tight track. It's not. It's got long flowing corners. So if you can see turn three, four, five, six, seven, it's just left, right, left, right, followed by this long left-hander uphill, and then down into the eight and nine, up to the hairpin and eleven. And it it is very very fast, guys. And you're going to see it now in about two minutes. Now when I get Schumacher on. Now here's the big thing. The most important part of the track. Now, you're probably getting the pattern I'm getting here, right? From where I'm, of why I'm picking the best part, uh, the best track, uh, sorry, the best corner in each track and why I'm doing it. Now, it doesn't apply for all of them because even in Singapore last year, I picked one teeny tiny section of the track, turn, turn two. And to me, that was the most important part of the track. So, I think, Turn 14. Now, really, in a way, they are two different corners, number 13 and 14. Now, they also call it the spoon curve, guys. Right? We, well, let's call it spoon one and two. Or, hey, fuck it. Let's just keep it 13 and 14. So, it's very, very important to come out of the hairpin here. And what you're doing is you're coming through 12. You're coming, turn, taking a long sweeping right, but you're going downhill. Then you're going into turn 13 which is, I think it's about two gears down. We'll just see what Schumacher does there now. And then you're coming up to 14, but the, the thing is here, guys, you really need to get out of turn 14 crisp, clean, smooth, have even that one mile an hour extra than your competitor. Reason is because you've got this big long straight and it doesn't stop there. This corner here, turn 15, which is 130 or, basically, guys, this is flat, out so this isn't actually really a corner so in other words this is one big long straight and this corner is part of the long straight until they start breaking hard for 16 17 so it's all about carrying that momentum out of 14 all the way up this long straight because that extra mile an hour will carry you down that straight into 130 or and up into the hairpin so that's the most important so Let's go over to Schumacher, well, shall we? Now wait until you see this, guys. And, uh, okay, let's just go. Now, apologies for the, um, the bad camera work, guys, but you know what? I actually rather the engine noise here. This is, this is fucking Formula One here, right here. This is fucking Formula One. Watching, listening to this engine go down this straight. It is just orgasmic. And wait until you see Schumacher going into this turn one. <laughs> here we go, baby. Now, I'm just going to turn it down ever so slightly, guys. I hope I'm not deafening you here on audiophile. So, this is full speed. He's going to ever so slightly lift into the first part and into two. Watch. I mean, can, did you hear the car bottoming there? Jesus Christ. That car is on the fucking limit. He's almost flat out into turn one, carrying the speed into two. Here we go. Into this is the quick left, right, left, right, and you can see how quick this is. 
Look at that fucking speed, man. Oh, Jesus. Now, I think he's in about, let me see, one, two, three. He's in about sixth gear going through these S's here. I mean, it's fucking frightening quick. Now, he's gone uphill. Quick, quick lift off. Jesus. Nice and slow into a hairpin. Okay. Now, he's got a good run out of the hairpin now. We're going to analyze this next part here, guys. Okay, we're coming up to that spoon curve, the most important part, part of the track where I was just mentioning. So he's not there yet, but let's just... Okay, we're coming into it now. Now, this next left-hander is not it, but it's, we'll call it the start of the turn 14, the most important part. He's got to get it. He does have to, this corner is important too. He's got to get a good run in here to set the car up for the next one. Now, here we are, the corner. So now he's made a good run into this first part of Spoon. Now he's got to keep the revs up, keep it nice and smooth, get a good apex, get the power on at the apex, carry the speed into the apex, get the power on at the, at the fucking apex, and plant that fucker going up this long straight. But he's got to be very smooth coming out of here. Now, he just missed the apex ever so slightly. I can't even believe he got it on pole, because, like, the <laughs> well, then again, it's Schumacher. But here we go. Now, I'll just pause for one second, guys. Sorry if I'm interrupting. He got a good run out of that corner, which is great. So he's getting, he's going all this, watch this long straight into 130 or. See what I mean? He's just gone through 130 or. It doesn't even sound like he's, he scrubbed off the, you know ever so slightly speed but again that extra mile an hour whatever he has coming out of turn 14 spoon 2 that's carrying it all the way up this speed into 130 or nice and slow in there and shoe down and voila that's it guys that is Suzuka incredible track it really is uh Jesus, <laughs> gets me going every time, I swear to God, that, watching Schumacher, and you see the way he was on the fucking limit, going into turn one, I mean, he is on fucking edge right there, guys, on the edge, so no wonder, even he did, he did actually lose out a tiny bit, maybe a half a tenth a tenth, coming out of turn 14, the most important part, but I think he gained it, as well going he or he allowed him not to to lose time because he was on the fucking limit going through turn one so uh he's got a great setup on that car and of course hey it's schumacher mr balls so um so yeah guys so that's suzuka um okay qualifying and race predictions oh boy i'm always getting these wrong aren't i <laughs> okay for qualifying you see, McLaren showed some pace, then they were gone. 
Now, okay, Naris had a good weekend last weekend, but then Piastri was fucking nowhere from 17th to 7th, and uh, then you've got Ferrari up there again. I mean, it's, it's, by the way, guys, I'm not complaining. It's fucking great because you can't predict what's coming next. So, uh, like I said to you a couple of my previous episodes, I'd much rather sacrifice my own predictions to be wrong than be right because it's keeping everything a lot more fun, you know? Now, Singapore was a disaster for Verstappen. Now, it's just one of those tracks, I think, personally, I think, because you'll never get the real reason why they were struggling, guys, okay? <laughs> they're never going to tell us the real fucking reason here. Not a hope in hell. But I do think, from my experience, I think it's the way that car self-generates with that racing line where you've got to turn in with the power, and when you turn in with the power, it keeps the grip up. And the more, t- the more accelerator you give the more grip it produces. I mean, the car is just fucking unbelievable. Now, look, it's like everything in life. There's always a weak spot. And I think with the bumps in Singapore, it was so fucking bumpy that they just couldn't plant that car to the ground. So I think that's where they suffered. Uh, So overall, the balance. And it was literally, guys, as simple as that. Because the, the track is so bumpy in Singapore, the car was having trouble sticking to the ground. Simple as that. Now, there's a chance I'm wrong, maybe. But I think Verstappen will be back this weekend. I think he'll, you know, the, the track is now here. They're not they're not at a bumpy track. He'll be back on form. I think Verstappen's going to take the pole. I think he will. And I think Red Bull are going to do everything in their power to, to wrap the championship up as soon as possible um, and get it done. So then they can kind of relax a little bit, you know? Um, I think you'll have... Jesus. I'm not going with Ferrari. I'm still not, and I don't know why. Maybe I just... Yeah, maybe I just don't have the confidence in them this year. You know? They're, they're too unpredictable. Do you know what I mean? And even in Singapore last week, it did seem like the cars that weren't going well during the year went well there. And then the cars were going well, didn't really go well there. So they went well in Singapore last week, Ferrari. So judging our factoring in all of that, Jesus, I'm going to go with Verstappen on pole. I'm going to go with Norris because I think it's kind of like Silverstone. Fast, fast, high-speed track. They've got good downforce in their car, good balance, most importantly. I'm going to go with Norris in second and Piastri third. That's what I'm going to go with. And for the race, you know what? I'm going to go with that finishing order. I'm going to go with the exact finishing order for qualifying as well as the race. So for qualifying, Verstappen on pole, Norris off pole, Piastri third. For the race, Verstappen takes the win, Norris comes in second, Piastri third. Yeah, I've actually, I haven't, I haven't done a prediction like that where I've, like, in other words, not copied, but it's an exact copy, replica of rate of qualifying. But I think I've got a funny feeling that could be like that this weekend. I've got a funny feeling. So, yeah. Okay, guys. Well, look, hey, we'll see. And, um, guys, hopefully let's have a, a great Japanese Grand Prix. And I will be back, of course. Uh, either on Sunday night or Monday morning with my reaction to the Japanese Grand Prix. Hope you enjoy, guys. See ya. Peter. Wow. 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 Wow.